Welcome back to the Galveston Experience Podcast. Yes, it's the holiday edition. Beginning to feel a lot like Christmas all over town and uh, a lot of things happening for the holidays. And uh, we've also got the scuttlebutt with Mike Dudas on Libby's Place. If you've got somebody in the family 55 and older that could use a little bit of support. So just to run down a few of the holiday happenings. And of course, you can find all of this on the Island Events page at RadioGalveston.com. The uh, Police Blue Santa is ongoing. Some kind of fun free ukulele lessons. How about that? They'll teach you Christmas music. That's at the Galveston music scene. The Great American Trailer Park Christmas Musical is happening. And downtown, they've got 43 different uh, businesses participating in the Galveston Holiday Tree Decorating Contest. You'll have to check that out. And at the Galveston Experience Company, we're, we are one of the Galveston Elfie Selfie locations. So just stop by and uh, there's a little elf sticker on the ground. You'll see these all over town. And uh, you take your selfie, post it, hashtag Galveston Elfie, and you could be the winner. They get a lot of cool prizes. And, and again, you can find all the locations and uh, more information on this and everything else on the calendar page at galvestonexperience.com. And if you could use $500 in Christmas cash, Radio Galveston is doing the DJ of the Day contest. Been getting submissions from all over, and we'll start airing those this upcoming Sunday at RadioGalveston.com. It's really simple. You just tell us the four songs you'd like to play, and then using the voice app on your cell phone, you just record the breaks, the intro, the talk between the songs, and at the end, we'll put it all together, put it on the air, and if you're judged the number one DJ of the day. You get a chance to be live on the air for an hour. It's $500 cash. Some other cool prizes. And again, just go to RadioGalveston.com. You get all the details there. But the big news, for the first time ever, the Galveston Experience Company has started a holiday lights bus tour. We've got two times on Saturday night, and we're starting to add more next week and through the holidays, and you can find out all of that. Just click on the Experiences page at GalvestonExperience.com. So now, let's get to the scuttlebutt. Mr. Dudas has got some great information about a fantastic seniors program named after Libby Shern Moody. It's Libby's Place. I am Mike Dudas, and my guest on this edition of the podcast is Corinne Rhodes, who will give us all the scuttlebutt on Libby's Place. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to hear more about Libby's Place. I know the good work you um, and your staff do at Libby's Place, so I'm very excited about you spreading the word. So tell us about the mission at Libby's Place. We are here to serve uh, seniors 55 and older who are uh, needing some increased socialization and stimulation and some supportive care during the day. Um, Some seniors are home all day and uh, need a little supervision. So we are here to fill in that gap. How long has Libby's Place uh, been in existence? Um, We've been here 20 years. Um, It is a mission of Moody Methodist Church. They're the ones who had the the brains behind the mission and saw that there was a need on the island for uh, help with our seniors. And uh, Libby Shern Moody is the one who gave the money for it, and it's kind of grown from there. How does someone um, set things in motion so they can begin using your services? 
Um, all they need to do is to call our office and we will get some information from them. And once we get that information, we set up a visit day. And that gives us a chance to meet them um, and see what their needs are and to let them see what our program is like and make sure that they like it and it's something that they're interested in and would like to continue. May a client come one day a week or can they come multiple days a week? Describe that process. We have people who come one day a week and we have people who come five days a week. It's really what they're needing. We usually encourage them to come more than one day a week um, because you benefit more from the program that way. So two days a week is usually the best. Um, we have lots of different programs for them um, and keep them busy all day long. Once they're there, what are your hours of operation? Our hours are from 7.30 in the morning to uh, 5.45 in the evening. Um, most of our people usually arrive around 8 o'clock by bus or their families can bring them. Um, our Libby's bus leaves here about 3.15, but uh, people are able to stay longer till we close if they need to. Um, it enables some of the caregivers to have work hours. So they come early in the morning and then come and pick them up after work. And that way they know they're in a safe place during the day and, and somebody's watching over them and they can go to work and just forget about it and concentrate on what they're doing. Does Libby's Place provide transportation? Yeah, we do have um, a bus that runs. We have a bus route that is on the island as well as off island. Um, we do have a limited bus route um, off island. It's within Galveston County. Um, those people outside the, the area uh, sometimes meet us at, at Walmart or CVS and uh, drop them off there where our bus waits for them and then brings them back to Walmart and they pick them up from there. So we really try and work with people. Have you had to make some adjustments about the bus ridership because of COVID? We have had to make a lot of adjustments. Um, we are licensed for 30 people in our program, but due to COVID concerns, we have had to really break it down to only 15 people a day. Uh, and that's a, a big hit. We have to, we want to keep people safe, so we have to social distance everybody. Um, we social distance while they're here. We social distance while they're on the bus. So we've had to increase some of our bus time um, and add another bus just so we can do that and keep them safe to and from Libby's place. So again, once you're right now, once you're at capacity at Libby's place, what is that number? 15 right now, but 30 pre-COVID. <laughs> and help paint the picture right now. When a client comes to Libby's Play, what do they see and what are, what are some of the things they're able to do while they are there? We really try and be as person-centered as we can. Um, we have a schedule during the day and sometimes depending on what happens, we change it, but basically we have, um, everybody has coffee in the morning or whatever they would like to drink and they socialize in the morning. We have an opening where we do a Pledge of Allegiance and do some um, talking about things in the newspaper, see what people's opinions are. And from there, we have a huge variety of activities. Um, we do music and uh, things with words. Our nurse has a, 
health discussion every day at 1130 to talk about different topics that they would like to talk about and sometimes you know things that we feel that they need to know or encourage them to do we've had a lot of discussions on COVID and why we do things the way we do um, we have sewing we have a beautiful backyard so people help us garden um, and our we Pre-COVID, we had a green thumb club made up of master gardeners and they help us garden and keep our garden. So we have vegetables and things that the participants use. And then once our broccoli and tomatoes come up, then we use them for lunch. So uh, we have all kinds of things, anything you could imagine we do. <laughs> um, Post-COVID and pre-COVID, we do go on some field trips. Um, as a group, we go out to lunch, we go visit places. So um, this is not a place to sit back. <laughs> Are meals provided there at Libby's Place? Yeah, um, in the morning we have a, a little breakfast snack. At lunch we have a, a full lunch. And then in the afternoon we have another snack. How is the lunch prepared? Um, the lunch is prepared over at the church by a, a kind of a restaurant group that prepares the meals for Meals on Wheels as well as for the day school. And then we get ours from there. So it's a, a really good meal. They don't go away hungry, that's for sure. Um, they prepare it over there and then it's brought over in a heat proof container and then we serve it here. When a client walks inside of Libby's place, what do they see? Is it a big open concept area or is it different rooms? Uh, tell us about, paint that picture. Okay, uh, once they come in past the entrance, uh, they come into our community room and there are, right now we have long tables um, where they can sit because we social distance, but once they come in, it is one big open room. We have a piano in there, we have um, a large screen TV. Um, we also have a room where if they get tired in the afternoon after lunch, they can, there are some recliners in there and they can just take a little nap um, to get themselves refreshed and come back. We have another room in the corner that's kind of a little bit smaller intimate space for just a few people where we can have maybe a Bible study or a small craft group or something like that where we can meet. And then we also have another uh, big backyard that is fenced in, but they can go out there and walk around. It has a nice uh, concrete walkway and they can just take a walk and enjoy nature out there. And um, tell us about, um how important the component is um, Libby's place being a respite uh, place um, for the caregivers to give them a break. Tell us about that, how important that is. That's probably one of the most important things. Um, caregiving is 24 seven. They don't get a break usually. So people who use our services um, are re really in need of times to go to the doctor. It's not always easy to go to the doctor for yourself um, if you have someone uh, that might have early dementia. So you can go to the doctor, you can have a maybe a, a me day where you go do what you wanna do. Um, the caregivers 
really need that break just to relax and get their mind off of it and just to handle some things that they want to do or just have that time um, because it's very stressful taking care of somebody they love their their family member or the person they're caring for but it's very very stressful for those folks and this will give them that time just to breathe and just be how big is your staff we have let's see 11 people we have um, an office manager myself we have a program director who uh, figures out the activities and plans everything we have uh, three care staff um, who take care of everybody um, and help with the activities and uh, we have a nurse who is on staff every day um, who is here to give medications if it's needed or if we have an emergency and to do those health talks. Um, we have a social worker who comes on a regular basis and we have a RN who supervises and just makes sure everything's um, going well and we also have a dietitian that comes just to make sure everybody's uh, doing well physically as far as their diet whether they're losing weight gaining weight and she helps direct that sort of thing how, if someone wants to volunteer at libby's place how can they do that well, at this time, we're not able to have volunteers. Um, with COVID, we really don't even let the family members in very far. Um, it's with our licensure, it's also that we have to only allow essential staff. So our staff, um, the nurse and uh, some of our other the, the social worker and some of those people are considered essential staff. When we do open back up, uh, when we're allowed to, um, we would love to have our volunteers and new volunteers come. We have volunteers that help in the kitchen. We have volunteers that play music um, just to sit and do maybe play a game with somebody. Um, what all they would need to do is come in and fill out an application. Um, we do do a background check and um, then we would get you started and you feel most of our volunteers will tell you they feel like they get more back than what they're giving <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge uh keeping libby's place up and running since the beginning of the pandemic well um we had to cancel our big luau, which was our big is our biggest fundraiser during the, the year. We had to cancel that, and that has put a, a big damper on our bottom line. So that's been a little bit of a stretch. Um, so that's been very hard. Uh, we have to be very vigilant um, as far as anybody coming in contact with somebody with COVID and you know, encouraging people to keep wearing their mask during the day. Um, but I think the, the financial part gets a little difficult sometimes. And I, all the nonprofits are, are very stressed right now with all that because most of them do depend on their uh, fundraisers and things like that. And it's just, you can't get people together. So if you had to um, try and be a little more creative about how you're um, raising money since you had to postpone your big gala, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we're you know looking into more grants. Uh, we did a, a phone a phonathon sort of thing uh, where we asked people to send in uh, maybe a gift of what they would have spent on the luau. Um, we're doing some more Facebook kinds of things, reaching out to people and encouraging to give. Um, so having to get a little creative and, and do a little turnarounds, but uh, we're not giving up yet, and we're we're doing okay so far. But uh, got to get creative. The elderly person that shows up and wants to spend the day at Libby's place, is there a fee or is it free or how is that handled? Yeah, we have a daily fee. We have um, a veterans contract also and they get assistance through the Veterans Association. Um, that's been a wonderful addition to our uh, to our population. Um, they bring a lot to the program and that way we get to serve our veterans. Um, we do have some grants for people who cannot uh, afford Libby's Place, and uh, then there is a daily fee. So we, we work with people just the best we can. All right. So um, tell us, um, our listener, if they would like further information about Libby's Place, um, give us the contact information. <laughs> okay. Um, you can call us at 409-741-2538. Um, you can go on our website. It's www.libbies.org to look at our at our website. We are in the midst of uh, redoing that because during COVID we had a big mess with that. But that is our our new website. So be patient. There are some things on there. There is a calendar where they can access and see what we're doing all day. Uh, so that I think they'll find that interesting. Um, or you can reach out to me on my email. It's uh, crhodes, R-H-O-A-D-E-S, at moody.org. Um, either way, we would love to tell you about our program. We're very proud of what we do here, and we have a really neat program, and, and we're really touching lives. It's amazing, uh, the people that come in and have wonderful stories to share. My guest on this edition of the podcast has been Corinne Rhodes from Libby's Plate. If you would like to feature your business or an organization on a future podcast, drop us a line right here at RadioGalveston.com. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Corinne, for sharing all the information on Libby's Place, just another one of the many great resources we have here on the island. And if you know somebody who's in need of some help this season, we have a lot of different resources available on the calendar page at RadioGalveston.com. And if you're aware of a program that we don't have listed, please get a hold of us just to hit the button, Submit an Event, so we can do as much as we can, all of us. Galveston helping Galveston and enjoy a nice holiday season. Of course, giving back always feels better than getting, and hopefully you have some spare time or resources or something to donate to help those a bit less fortunate during this holiday season. So hopefully we'll see you on that all-new Galveston Island Lights bus tour. That's going to be fun. Some uh, caroling going on, some holiday snacks. Get all the details on that at galvestonexperience.com as well as all the other many great tours that uh, you can bring some visiting family in over the holidays and if you got eight people or more happy to produce a private tour for you around the island weather's been great hopefully we'll see you around the island up and down the seawall or if nothing else we'll be looking for you right here next time on the galveston experience podcast